With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Kevin, can you hear me? Hello? You there now? Hello? Hello?
All right, Rhett, do you hear me? Ah, oh, there it is. Hey, awesome. All right. Yeah, you, I think you were right. I think we had to wait till we were officially at the time. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so I don't know heard you I don't know if you heard what I was saying a minute ago, but we're going to talk about Man on the Middle Cross and love the song so so much. Um, but I wanted to let you know at some point I wouldn't mind revisiting All Joy No Stress. Um, it has yeah. been an important song for me the last couple of years as I've gone through a lot of stress. And I listen to it almost every day when I walk in nature in the morning after I spend time in the Word and prayer journaling. And then I listen to playlists, and that song is on, like, every single playlist. And I just had a 10-person um, walking challenge team at my company name our walking challenge team all joy no stress in honor of your song just so you know and awesome. uh it's something we're all trying to live out so thank you for that uh, yeah. i try to every day yeah it's amazing and um what i love about man in the middle cross on on many levels and you know just going back to like the other conversations we've had over the years is again it's it's personal you've personalized it you know with with your lyrics and kind of identifying you know, with both other men on the other two crosses. But at the end of the day, you know, thanking God for that man on the middle cross for Jesus, um, doing for us what we couldn't do for ourselves, just being such a great way to kind of personify, you know, really the gospel message. Um, yeah. So I'd love to kind of hear a little bit of the songwriting story from you, and then we'll dig a little bit into, you know, I think the scripture we can point people to, but probably more importantly, the devotional exposition I'd like people to take away from the song that we can kind of come up with together. So, yeah, if you wouldn't mind sharing yeah. a little bit of the inspiration and songwriting story and message to you personally. Yeah, well, the the story originates from uh, an Alistair Begg sermon. Mm. There's a clip where he he told this story about, you know, what does that do to, to your theology? Um, you know, the man on the on the right he passes away on the cross and wakes up in heaven and the angels are like, Hey, how'd you get here? Like you, you didn't live a life worthy of being here. And they're like, he's making jokes. He's like, you know, we got to call the manager angel over here, but he kind of dropped the hammer when he goes, I can just imagine the man on the right going, I don't know how I'm here. I don't even know what this place is. All I know is the man on the middle cross that I could be here. Mm. And my jaw hit the floor. Because when mm. I think of the cross, I don't think of, or even just the crucifixion, all of it, I don't think about the man on the right and the left much. You know, Sunday school stories ain't about it much. It's about what Jesus is actually doing for us. But when I yeah. thought about the man on the right and the left and what their view was of that man on the middle cross, I was like, what a beautiful picture of grace. Because at that time, he was taking on all of the weight of our sins. And saying, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And still ministering. And it's like, mm. man, at the end of the day, we, we should strive to live Christ-like lives. We should strive to be good husbands and wives and moms and dads and, and people in our community. 
um, we should strive to read our word every day and memorize scripture. But at the end of the day, it has nothing to do with us. It's only about the man on the middle cross and the grace that pours out to us because of what he did. And and it just kind of, I mean, it, it smacked me across the face when I saw that. It was a TikTok clip, too. I'll admit to uh, sitting there watching TikTok. And uh, mm. I had a write the next day with Matthew West. And we got to the right. And he goes, hey, before we write, I got to show you all something. Have you all seen this clip of this Alistair Begg sermon? And I was mm. like, bro, I was going to talk about that this morning. And so we immediately were like, well, this is what the Holy Spirit's saying. So we better write this song. Because if well, we try to write anything else, it ain't going to be good. <laughs> right, 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 because that's what your mind was on, right? So I think in the Lord, um, you know, his word doesn't return void, right? Um, so part of the man in the middle cross, it's all from God's word. And yep. Alistair Begg was drawing out for you. You know, I think it's similar in my mind. This is maybe a good topic to kind of dwell on for a minute. Um, when you read the prodigal son story, right, sometimes you can – identify with the the prodigal son and the ways you've been that person. And if you've ever read um, Tim Keller's book, uh, Prodigal God, he actually helps you to think about, are you the older son, right? Are you sometimes the one judging the younger one for all the things they've done wrong and not recognizing your need for that loving father? And then there's the loving father, right? So in this scenario, the loving father in the prodigal son story is Jesus, right? It's God. Um, And then we're often one of these other two people, right? And what are, what are we, um, you know, righteously justifying about ourselves? And what I like about the song is you're in this song, what you're doing is not um, in any way saying what these other two guys are, isn't, um, isn't something you're judging it's something you're identifying with and i feel like that's the best way to share the gospel is to help people understand that christianity isn't about do's and don'ts and um righteousness it's actually about emptying yourself of all self-righteousness and acknowledging we probably have aspects of both of these two guys um in our personalities that we need to lay at the foot of the man in the middle cross in order to be with him forever, which one of the two got that and one didn't. And that's probably worth us talking about a little bit. But let's talk a little bit about the guy who got it, which I think is really what you hit on the chorus, right? Standing here over today overwhelmed by grace because I know who paid my cost. So one of the two guys got that they were not worthy and understood the man in the middle cross was worthy. And the other one seemed to sort of stay in that scoffer phase. And I think we all need to like have a song like this, draw us to be the thief who ended up in paradise versus the one who maybe ended up lost. Right. And, you know, so it's fine to understand that there were the two sinners couldn't save themselves if they tried. And all I can think is, man, that sounds like me. But, um, yeah, let's talk about, you know, being full of guilt and regret. Um, and I think that's the one, um, probably the one who we would say Jesus said, you can be um, with me in paradise. Because the other one, the looking for a fight, 
seems like he doesn't accept that, right? Potentially. Um, but yeah. again, I love your I love your thoughts on if you were personifying them or if you were more generalizing, just out of curiosity. So, I mean, if you if you were putting it that way, the lyrics would have been reversed. Oh, interesting. Okay, good to know. Because the chorus is, I was the one on the left full of guilt and regret. And that's the one that, you know, didn't end up in paradise. The one on the right, always looking for a fight, ended up. But that's why I love doing interviews with you, because the way you think through songs, too, that, that was also on purpose. When when we were writing the song, one of the biggest things we wanted to do was, and we had this conversation, um, wait, I don't want people to think you receive Jesus, you get that grace, and now it's a ladder that you're like always climbing and you're just becoming better. And it's more just best human in the world by the time you get to heaven. Like it's more of a, a horizontal thing. Sanctification is a journey. Yeah. You learn along the way. You repeat same things. You learn to put it at the foot of the cross. But we were like, man, I really feel like we need to generalize this and not make it a good versus bad. This is a, we all have walked through different seasons. Some of us walk mm. through the same daggum season over and over till it takes God hitting us over the head with a bat 400 times, you know? And mm. and then some things, you, some things you're like, ah, oh, I should probably never do that again. <laughs> There's some easy things, you know? But life is hard and it's easy to get caught up in our own emotions and our own self and and that's when you realize once again or for the first time it's not about me it's about grace and the fact that he is a redemptive god he's jealous for us but he's he's redemptive and he's loving and so we kind of wanted to generalize it like we've all been at one one time either the guy full of guilt and regret going man i shouldn't have lived that way or the guy just always looking for a fight he don't care he does it his way it's his way or the highway and, you know, for me, sometimes it could be Monday versus Tuesday, you know, and mm. I just have to remember to count the cross. It's about the mm. man on the cross, not about me. And so, so that was, that's kind of the hope, but that's what I love about you with like lyrics, like looking into things like that. I mean, it actually makes me as a songwriter happy because it's like someone out there is like really diving into this. Well, thank you for, for helping me understand a little bit more of your, your songwriting process because this is not an easy song to take on to your point because it is a little bit about how we are fallen and our our need for grace and yet it's also about acknowledging that we are in fact these thieves right like in many ways we are still those people even post salvation so we have to sort of well, like every day, like um, Martin Luther, have you ever heard the quote that Martin Luther um, would be asked by his congregation, how come you preach the gospel every Sunday? And his answer was, because you forget it every week. Uh, <laughs> like, it's I like, I have to keep preaching it to you. <laughs> right, because you, well, you don't remember. So I have to remember, I have to keep preaching it every single week. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why the, the bridge of the song is so important because it goes someday uh, like I'll see Jesus face to face and I'll be able to thank him for, for a life forever changed. And so it's, it's almost like you have that fight all the way up till you see him face to face. And, you know, you can be, you can be, you know, the, the number one Sunday school teacher in the world and you're still going to have to deal with your own mind. 
And I, that's what I try to get with like these younger Christians coming into it. You know, they, they find Jesus, they believe, and then, you know, they cuss out somebody on the way to Walmart. And then they're like, ah, oh, maybe it didn't take, or maybe I wasn't really mm-hmm. a Christian. And it's like, man, that's not how it works. Like we're, exactly. we're still flesh and bones. We still have earthly desires. The reason you have to stay in your word and count the cross every day is to rid yourself of those. Like you're yeah. even, you could be a Christian for 20 years and you're still going to, you know, have dumb desires or you might still fight it. I know, I know people who are Christians that still to this day, you know, fight addictions with, with alcohol and they haven't drank in 20 years, but it's not like they, be, they became a Christian, haven't drank in 20 years. And they're just like, I don't care about it no more. Like they still have the urge that they have to go, mm, this almost ruined my family. This ain't what Jesus wants from me. They have to do that every day. And it's, you know, some things get easier, but life is hard and life is life. And that's why it's so important to pick yourself up, count the cross, understand there's grace, forgive yourself, but remember what, what, what happened and push forward. Absolutely. Well, thank you for all of that, because it's sort of like the Martin Luther you know, sermon, right? The song, which I've another quote I've heard is, you know, people remember songs longer than sermons, right? So it's a great way to kind of put truth into people's heads, um, which is kind of how I started our conversation about all joy, no stress being truth I need in my head um, versus allowing circumstances um, to dictate my, my daily, you know, walk with the Lord, right? Because if you have something not going right and you let the enemy um, steal, kill, and destroy, which is what he wants to do, um, you will be every day, you know, like that man on the other cross who has the hard heart. I guess that's really where we can go with this is you need to kind of almost pray to have a soft heart every single day is kind of one of my takeaways from listening to this song is it's a reminder Am I allowing um, hard-heartedness um, to, in any way, infiltrate, um, you know, my my daily walk with the Lord? And to your point about the bridge, you know, someday I'll stand before Him and I'll see Him face to face. I'll worship and adore Him. And then this is key for a life forever changed. So to me, the exposition of this song, and I'm I'm gonna if you don't mind, I think I will give a little bit of a gospel account of Jesus talking to the, the thief on the cross, well, the both, the two next to him yep. um, for obvious reasons. But I'd like to dig into some of the Paul letters about um, being changed, right? Like being a new creation in Christ. Um, a pastor I just met with recently talked to me about Romans 6, um, you know, this whole idea we've had, we basically have to die to ourselves, Um and um, a passage that's really, really been wrecking me lately is Philippians 2. And it really kind of digs into um, being humble um, and others-focused. <laughs> and I feel like the key to the daily dying to ourselves are all of those kinds of passages from Paul. But I don't know if you had any others that you maybe had in mind as like life application for this song. But those are the ones yeah. that my head went, my head went to. Well, I think it's funny. They're um, they're all things like, and Paul Paul was mostly about this, and it, they're all things that are like, hey, humble yourself. 
about the time you think that you are the most humble person in the world, you really need to humble yourself. <laughs> like, and I think it's, I think taking it down to the, the life application, I would say, if you hit it scripturally, I'll just say from a, uh, what's the best way to phrase it? From a person that maybe doesn't know the Bible, um, that's the worst punishment just government-wise. It ain't even got to be a scripture thing. You're hanging on the cross. That's the death penalty. That's the worst. That's the capital punishment. And so these are bad men that represent the cross. We know the one on yeah. the middle is not. And so I think it's easier to sometimes also give yourself the forgiveness and grace. because It's not because because you you give yourself the, the forgiveness and grace because you go, well, at least I didn't like murder those people you know at least i wasn't like right. bad to get to get the crucifix but then you got to think through scripture on that's not how jesus used sin so you know just because you know it's just like the ten commandments when when they're given the commandments and it's like hey don't kill somebody and you're like got it god he's like also you know if you think about murdering them it's like <laughs> oh man like hey don't you know don't cheat on your wife got it dude i'll keep it at home but if you lust, it's like God does it. He's not just viewing these, you know, as the worst punishment. So, yeah, you look at the guy on the left and on the right, and you go, well, they were the worst of the worst. Yes, so are you. So are you. And Jesus yeah. poured out grace for them, the same that he pours out for us, and there's forgiveness and there's grace and there's redemption. And, I've, you know, I, you know my story. I'm a teenage pregnancy story, and that that girl that made me a dad just graduated this past year, which is crazy because I'm getting old. But, you know, that's not the only time I've seen redemption and mercy. Yeah. God has done it time and time again on big things like that and little things. And so I think that's that's the biggest thing for me that I want people to get across in this song is like there's, mm. you, there's, there's never a spot where God's going to be like, you've ran out of grace. Yeah. But also it's up to us to go thank God for the man on the middle cross every morning. Thank God for that grace. Thank God for that redemption. I'm going to live a life that honors that. And then you mm. walk about your day and that's all you can do. Yeah. Um, I agree. Thank you for that. And, um, I would say, uh, a part of the song I really identify with because similar to, to other songs by you, I, I just sort of like play them over and over and they just continue to kind of, um, wash over me, right? Like, I think that's one of the best parts of music is it just gives the ability for a lyric that you prayed about and collaborated with and sought the Lord over, you know, is is going forth to do something more than just something for you. Um, it's going forth to help other people understand they're not alone in this, in this yeah. journey that they're on, right? And so it's doing that for me. So thank you for that. And in particular, in the second verse, you know, a love like that I'll never understand um, is a really big line for me in this song because, you know, that in the Psalms, you know, we've got the who am I that you are mindful of me, you know, idea. And, you know, this idea sometimes, and this is that hard-heartedness versus soft-heartedness, is thinking, well, I've made too many mistakes mistakes for you to accept me or um, the self-righteousness idea of, um, well, I don't really need you, right? You know, and, and the truth is literally in between. That's actually the other cool thing about the middle cross, right, is 
there's these extremes, which is that wide road that people think we can walk on. And I, what I love about the picture of the middle cross is the narrow aspect of the gospel, which is, no, no, there isn't another way, right? Yeah. This is the only way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Um, and you can be these other two people and end up being saved, but that can only happen for a life forever changed, right? So I, that's why I feel like uh, a love like that I'll never understand and a life forever changed are the two parts of the song that to me anchor the message of the song because understanding you can't do anything to, to be in heaven on your own and understanding being in heaven means being forever changed, right? You have to actually allow some of those tendencies, a life full of guilt and regret, living on the wrong side of living, looking for a fight, thinking you can't be forgiven. You have to let those things die. Those are the things that need to die so that you can have new life in him. And so, yeah, that's what, I just want to say all this to you in this conversation so you know the kind of Bible study I want to write about your song. Yeah, I love that. I mean, and I love, too, after the love like that I'll never understand, it goes into – I know I can I know I don't deserve it and I know I couldn't earn it. And it's it's just that reality when when you start to realize and those pieces start to come together it's like it only just points back to the man on the middle cross. And and that's what I want and that's what that's what we pushed for with this song was I was like, man, I want this song to hit somebody sonically where they're pulled in and then those lyrics hit and they're like this feels like just a dude talking about Jesus. You know, and, yeah. and but be able to paint the gospel in a way where from the start to the finish, it just kind of sets up this story of the gospel. And um, I'm proud of what we came up with, man. I, I really feel like it's one of those that the Holy Spirit just kind of gave to us, and it's, it's my job to steward it. But it's, uh, yeah. we'll see what God continues to do with it, man. Bless my life. Mm -hmm. to be able to Amen. Well, thank you for doing it and for being obedient. Um, so... So, you know, you had your gospel song EP, um, which we already kind of talked about a little bit, and now you've got this song. So is there going to be another EP, or are you going to combine all of these into a full record? What's the plan for you? No, it's all brand new music falling into a record. Um, so no one knows this but you here in two seconds. Um, but we're putting out, for right now, the tentative date is we're starting in September, and there'll be a new song every month till the record comes oh, out. Awesome. Well, I'll get this up before I'll get this up before the next song comes out. So that's cool, and I'll look forward to us yep. continuing this conversation like we've done over the years. And I, you know, with your label change and and all of that, you know, it's a good time to kind of almost reintroduce yourself. Uh, and I'm, I'll yeah. be happy to help you with that. Um, and then the second thing is I've always enjoyed, I just want you to know this, I tell people all the time how much I enjoy, one, your music, and two, talking to you, because um, you said some nice things about how I listen to music. I have always, from the first record I ever heard by you, have enjoyed the way you write music. I hear, one, you're not ashamed of the gospel, and that's a big deal to me, and two, you're very clear in what you're presenting. Um, you're not using euphemisms or words that could be misconstrued. <laughs> I mean, it, to me, every oh, yeah. song I hear by you, it's clear who you're singing about. And 
to me, that's a big deal, right? Because that's a sanctification. That's kind of a setting yeah. apart um, that I think we're called to do uh, as believers. And I think this song kind of hits on that a little bit. So thank you. Um, no problem, man. Thank you for saying that. It, it means a lot coming from you. Um, I will say I read an article about language, you know, in Christian mm. music, and um, it's only cuss words in my next song. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> on our website you read that article uh yeah, we yeah did i thought, it was, a, I thought it was a fantastic article thank you so that's our site owner who who wrote that and he sent it to me in advance like about what do i think of it and of course we we draw a line you know very yeah very clearly on to. that um but we also draw a line on kind of some of the other things we touched on in that article which are you know, the subject matter, right, of what you're singing about and and what we can't have. Being clear who you're singing about. Exactly, exactly right. So so I think that's really where I'm, I'm coming from on all of this. So, um, yeah, just really quick, because we probably won't do a full conversation about all joy, no stress. So all I wanted to say about that just in closing today, and, and you kind of already said it's something you say over yourself as well every day. Um, as I kind of encourage people, um, one of the things I say to people is choose joy. And and one of the reasons I mentioned Philippians has kind of been wrecking me is this idea that, you know, Paul understood joy was a spiritual gift and it wasn't based on how things were going in his life. Because if yeah. you look at how things were going in his life, they weren't too great. But he understood joy had nothing to do with happiness or being comfortable. It had to do with, you know, understanding that it's something the Lord wants to give us spiritually. And that means we have to empty ourselves of things like stress, which is really, I think, the enemy's attack, right? The enemy wants us to, like, worry and be concerned about things that we can't change or control. And the Lord wants us to know, don't worry. And in fact, he gives us so many reminders in his word, he wants us to know that every single day. So thank you, Kush. I think your song, in a in one in one short, catchy way, catches all of that, um, and that's what I love about it so much. So I just wanted to make sure I told you all that. No, that that means a lot, man. And you know, Paul was quick to even be like, "To die is gain." Like to die, he would count all these things joy, and like the only way you can get to that spot in your life is like you just said, when you realize joy is not based on your surroundings. Joy is not based on, you know, did my day go well? Did uh, no slow driver drive in the left lane? Was there zero people at Walmart I had to deal with? Like, joy has nothing to do with that. Sustainable joy is not a new side-by-side. Sustainable joy is when you realize, and you count, it goes back to what we said, when when you count the cross, you you can have sustainable joy because you realize every day who you are and what God has done for you. You get to live the life and walk the journey you do because you know if he's for me, who can be against me? I'm, why would I have fear and stress? I'm going to have joy and happiness. And so that was that was my thing. And um, I, I think I might have told you this before, but I wrote that in a journal um, in the middle of 20, right as we came out of 2020 time and things were opening up. And my, mm. I wrote in the journal, all gas, no break. And I was like, <laughs> that's, what I want. I, that's what I want to live. I got so much I've got to go, go get done because I had to miss out on this. And I immediately was like, that just sounds tiring. I was like, I don't want that. I want all joy, no stress. And so that's where that song came from. Well, thank you for that because it's, you know, 
2020 and the last three years, you know, it's it's kind of messed with a lot of our heads, and yeah. we need we well, need um, we need positive um, affirmations like that to encourage us um, to pursue the Lord daily, and we need songs like this to you know remind us to be humble um, and have a soft heart daily. So I'm actually going to probably also connect the Ezekiel passage about. Um, not wanting a stubborn heart, but wanting a, you know, a soft heart. Cause I feel like that's another aspect of what this song is all about. And I th- it seems like you and I really um, identify with a lot of the same things. So I look forward to keeping yeah. this conversation going with some of these songs that you're going to about to put out. And I'll look forward to uh, continuing this conversation with you in maybe another month or so. Yeah. Well, I think if you like these types of songs from me, you're really going to like the next one. It's the one me and uh, Mike McCloskey have, we can't wait to get this one out. It's his favorite okay. one of the bunch. It's called uh, really? Where I Could Have Been. So Where I Could nice. Have Been is the name of the song. Okay. Well, I'm sure he'll get it to me, and I'm and I'm sure I'll reach out, you know, through him. And, you know, yep. we've got each other's numbers uh, to make it all happen. Yeah, we'll um, you know, in the end, we tried to get in the way of this conversation, but, you know, we, we made it happen anyway. So all good. All right. Hi, <laughs> right, man. Awesome. Until we talk again, all the best and God bless. Hey, you too, my friend. Thanks, Rick. Uh, take care. Bye-bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.